All right, so we have another question. Shoot. Okay. So we're born with this God-given intelligence within us, and its intention is to be intelligent for 100% of us, for 100% of what makes us living, for 100% of our matter, correct? Mm -hmm. 16 lights. But in reality, all the 16 lights aren't on. Right. We have two out. Mm -hmm. And going back to the how you talked about the laws that he created, we hear like in physics things like matter cannot be created or destroyed. Okay. And this intelligence, there's a light out, and it's not able to supply that portion. So, and we also talked about neuroplasticity. Right. About how since it isn't created or destroyed, now we have to redirect. Okay. And going back to what Aradna asked a question about, like with pediatrics, I would like to tie it all together sure. in asking you and your experience and being able to identify this light switch that turns back on that intelligence for this spot, for this circuit at that time. Okay, good. In pediatrics. Good. How have you seen a difference in that in your experience in pediatrics and finding it earlier? Excellent. Wow. <clears throat> Mame? Connor. <coughs> Connor. Wow. <clears throat> Very deep question. So Connor, if I, I'm going to try to rephrase your question to make sure everybody heard it. <clears throat> so essentially <clears throat> what he was saying is, you know, if, if we're supposed to have 16 lights on in this room, but we only have 14 lights, right? How do we find those two lights quickly and the problems with those two lights quickly, especially when you deal with pediatrics? Is that about it? Yes, but also the difference in response and finding it earlier. Okay, and the difference in response and finding it earlier. So one of the key things that I talk about, especially in the seminar, if you guys come tomorrow, you'll hear it, um, is uh, early intervention is the most important thing we can do. And this is why, number one, why we need to adjust pregnant women. Because if we can adjust a pregnant woman and that woman doesn't have a C-section or has a, a better uh, labor and birth experience because of what we do, then that baby will also have a better experience, right? We, they used to think years ago, they used to think, oh, it doesn't C-section, forceps, whatever, doesn't matter, it's all the same, as long as the baby's healthy. Mm, yes, but the brain actually has different abilities when the baby has the better birth. Not 100% of the time, but a lot of the time, C-section babies have more autism. C-section babies have more asthma. C-section babies have more colic and reflux. There's just a lot more things for C-section babies or kids born with more traumatic deliveries. So number one, the best early intervention is adjust the pregnant lady, right? Make sure you take Dr. Jeannie Ohm's seminar. She'll teach you how to do, how to adjust pregnant women like nobody else can, right? So Jeannie, I don't know if, uh, by the way, for those of you guys in Dallas, they just told me to tell you this yesterday because I was speaking to ICPA yesterday about you guys. Um, we're coming back to Dallas soon, really soon. Uh, yeah, but this is what we need uh, from you guys, and we're going to have a computer set up when we're done. Um, or if, if not, we need you guys to email the ICPA and say, I'm interested, right? Because the more people that they think are going to come, then the better, more chances that you know, they'll, they'll be there sooner. So anybody who's really interested in having us come back, because we just finished the series like the end of uh, last year, beginning of this year, the more people who want us to come back, the quicker we will. <clears throat> so, um, so for pregnant women. Uh, the next thing is babies. My favorite child to adjust is a baby. 
because we can change their potential. As an example, this little boy I was just talking to you about with the cephalohematoma, let's just say he wasn't adjusted, right? Let's just take that example. He wasn't adjusted. He had this big bump in his head over here and the back of his head was flat over there. Does that just affect how his head looks? What's it also affecting? The brain, right? The brain, the brain's back there. The occipital lobe, the parietal lobe, the temporal lobe, all that area is being affected. How will that manifest? Hard to say, right? No crystal ball. However, I could probably say with some degree of certainty that a kid who's crying his head off and spent those first two months crying, if there was no chiropractic intervention, would probably spent his first year crying. That would probably would have delayed development. That would delay his crawling, walking, and talking. And now, fast forward several years later, and now we have a kid who's got learning disabilities, who's got ADHD, and they don't even look backwards at birth and put two and two together. Right? So, and you'll hear this from me all the time, uh, the power in chiropractic is not what we do immediately. The power in chiropractic is what never happens later on. What never happens later on because you're getting adjusted, right? Because this little boy got adjusted, six years from now, when he's in school and he's a kindergartner, and he'll be running around and having a good old time and getting smiley faces and gold stars and stickers and whatever, right? I know that chiropractic had a hand at it. Not me, right? Understand, I'm no hero, right? I'm not the, it's, it's not me, right? Any of you guys can flip into my position and perform the same thing if you were taught the same things that I was taught, right? So, but the chiropractic allows that child to work better and not just work better now, right? But work better in the future. So that if he wasn't adjusted, now that kid comes into school at six, in, in six years old and he's in kindergarten and he gets notes home saying he's very disruptive in class and he's, he's writing his letters backwards and you know, something's going on, he needs to get a psyche valve, he needs IEPs. And so you see the ramifications, all the things that happen, right? Just like I talked about when we first started, all the things that got you here, right? But imagine all the things that will change just by you giving someone a gentle little bitty adjustment, right? It's a small thing that makes the big difference. Did I answer your question? Yes. Great. That was good, Connor. Thank you so much. Excellent. So let me read the next selection here. <clears throat> All right. <clears throat> so this is from The Bigness of the Fellow Within. Um, ever play golf or rather play at it? For few of, a, of us, if ever, really play it. It's a game that baffles you every hour, every day, and every time you go to play. By the way, this is called the story of slipping and checking. <clears throat> Before you leave home and you have your mind all made up to play a good game, you have fully set yourself, your mind is trimmed, your joints properly oiled and clean so they work easily, all is hunky-dory, but then you play rotten. On another occasion, you go to T1, your mind is clear, you have no particular worries, you're relaxed, your stance is perfect, you swing just right, yet for some reason, darned if you know, the club towed your ball and you sliced away in, dis in disgrace in front of everybody. You go to another tee, you think you've found out why, only to correct those deficits to find out now your ball hooks and makes no distance. 
Golf is a tantalizing game. If everything is just right, your ball takes a long jump down the fairway and rolls by 50 yards and you land right onto the green. But, and here's the game, listen to this, betwixt and between your mind and the score is the difference between doing those thousands of little things just right and doing hundreds of them just wrong. And here's the lesson to be learned. Betwixt and between your mind that wants to succeed and the score that fails is the mind that either cares or doesn't care, concentrates or doesn't, slips and slides and checks and corrects. For between the man who plays golf and the man who plays at it is the one is the man who keeps on slipping, but he keeps checking. Yet the other man keeps slipping and doesn't know it and therefore doesn't check and therefore goes on playing a rotten game until the end of time. Right? So it's one of my favorite stories from the Bigness of Hell Within. So I'm not much of a golfer. But if I am up here like this and I'm, there's the ball and I'm at T1 and I go like this and I swing like this, right? I get instantaneous feedback. Did I mess up or not? Right? Instantaneous. So I don't have to sit there and go, all right, let's wait about a year before this happens, right? I'll come back and see what happens, right? Instantaneous. The ball either goes straight or it doesn't. But does that work in life? Right? But here's the deal. <clears throat> in life, you still get signs that you're slipping. But when you get these signs that you're slipping, what do you do about it? It's easy when you're golfing, right? You go like this, boom, oh, it went into the water. Bummer, right? I didn't do that very well. Instantaneous thing to, to figure out. But what do you do in life, right? What you need to do is you need to figure out Am I slipping? You need to be constantly, there should be a constant radar going on all the time saying, how am I doing? How am I doing? Like, you know how I measure the success in my life? It's not on money. The way I measure success is how many smiles did I see coming back at me because of all the smiles I gave today, right? My goal in my office is make everybody happier when they walked out than when they walked in. Not better, right? Not fixed, right? Happier. I want everybody happier when they walk out than they walk in. How many smiles did I get today? That's how I know, right? So a day with less smiles, that's not as good a day as a day with more smiles. That's my measurement, right? So like today, this is a good day, right? A lot of smiling faces, I like that. Some days, you know, you're gonna have stuff, right? Stuff's going to happen, but what are you going to do about that stuff? That's the lesson that BJ is saying. What are you going to do about that stuff? Right? You're going to, either you slip and check, or you slip and slip and slip and slip and slip. Right? So that's what we have to do is, if, we're going, if we slip, we have to check. If something goes wrong, you fail a test, well, why did you fail that test? Right? Did you fail a test because you didn't study? You fail the test because you study the wrong things, right? You fail the test because you, someone you know, told you the wrong things to, to look at, right? You can fix that. But you have to fix that to get to the next place, right? Because if you don't fail, if you fail that test, then you don't pass the class, you don't pass that class. Now you have, see all the ramifications, once again, the ramifications, right? The ramifications of all these different things, right? So that's what we need to think about when we talk about slipping and checking is, how are we doing? And I suggest that aside from easy things to measure, like money, you know, or grades or whatever, you need to have another measure. 
you need to have a, another thing to measure, right? One of the things my beautiful wife and I have come up with over the years is something that we learned years ago um, in chiropractic seminars, and we created this hierarchy of how we measure things to do in our life. And we call it the God Family Chiropractic Hierarchy, or GFC, God Family Chiropractic. And it was, it, it's in the green book somewhere, uh, God Family Chiropractic. So what we did is, if we have a decision to make of some sort, we say to ourselves, is it okay with God? Is it okay with family? Is it okay with chiropractic? If it's not okay with one of those things, do we do it? No. And that's how we have... I believe one of the major th reasons why we've become very successful is because we have that discipline of always asking that question, is that okay with those three things? Check, 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 move forward. Check, check, X, don't move forward. Right? So you need to have a measuring tool of your life. Day by day, for me, a lot of smiles. Over the long haul, the big things, the big, thing, big things that are coming up, should we buy this house, you know, should we practice over here, over here, that's when we take out the GFC and say, what do we do with this kind of stuff, right? Questions, yes? No. Oh, oh, exercise, exercise, yeah. All right, questions, give me some questions. About slipping and checking, give me some questions. I know you guys got some. All right, come on, yes, Brittany. Great idea. Great. Thank you, Brittany. Okay. So um, one of the most important things that I learned in, uh, from Dr. Sid Williams, especially uh, one of my heroes and mentors uh, back in the 80s and 90s, is um, to have a morning routine. And the morning routine that my wife and I follow pretty much every single morning, uh, unless we're flying here early and then we have to miss some things. Uh, but normally our morning routine is we get up around 5 in the morning, and uh, we read something spiritual or uh, motivational. It's the first thing we do. Uh, then we work out. Uh, a half hour, 45 minutes, as much as we have time, hour, depends on the day or whatever. Uh, but we work out, right? So first we want to train our brains. Then we want to train our bodies, right? Then when we're uh, done taking a shower uh, and we're doing our hair, whatever, uh, <laughs> Makeup, <laughs> she does that, I don't do that. Um, uh, but we're getting ready. We listen to podcasts or other motivational speakers as we're doing all this stuff. As we're making breakfast, because we take our breakfast, we make a smoothie almost every single morning. We have a Vitamix that's 15 years old, that's amazing. Um, and uh, so we make a smoothie almost every single morning. As I'm making breakfast and preparing lunch, because we always take our lunch with us, uh, we hardly ever eat out uh, for lunches. Um, we are listening to more Wayne Dyer, right? Another great person to listen to, uh, Tony Robbins, right? Marianne Williamson, uh, Zig Ziglar, Jim Rohn, Jim Sigafoos, Dr. Sid, whoever it is that we're listening to, right? Uh, as I'm driving to work, and she's driving to work, we're listening more, right? So I don't listen to the news. I don't, I don't know what the news is. I have no idea what's going on. People need to tell me what's going on, and then I find out, right? So we drive to work. Uh, she goes to Life University where she's director there and I go to my office and I listen to more stuff and then I get to the office and guess when I arrive at the office I, my, I start seeing patients at 9 when am I at the office 
Guess when I used to be at the office? 8.57, <laughs> right? When I first graduated, I would just be like, I would get up at like 8 o'clock, take a crazy shower, run, zip, go over there, just like be diving in, like, you know, just to get there on time. Now I get there at 7.30 and I meditate. And you don't have to meditate for hours, right? A lot of people think you have to meditate. It's got to be a half hour, four minutes, an hour, you know. Same with yoga. My wife and I, we do yoga almost every night. Five, ten minutes. I would love to do an hour, an hour and a half of yoga and do hot yoga for an hour and a half. I just don't have, I can't fit it in. So we do something, right? Something is better than nothing. Same with meditation. So there's great apps that you can get on your phone. One of my favorite apps is called Insight Timer. Insight Timer. You can create as long or as short as meditation you want. You can add music. You can add, not add music. You can add someone talking about meditation or completely silent. You can add bells and, and blocks and, you know, those Himalayan things that you turn around and make the cute sounds, whatever. <laughs> whatever you want, right? I love that thing. Another thing that um, I use uh, but for heart rate variability, I measure heart rate variability with myself every day with this app called Inner Balance. Now, you have to spend a hundred and something dollars on the Inner Balance uh, ear gizmo, uh, you, you wear this ear thing that goes into your phone that uh, measures your heart rate variability as you're going along. But I love that because it, it, I want to, I want, like my goal is what coherence is what you measure with heart rate variability. I want 100% coherence. That's what my, my goal is, 100% coherence, which means your heart rate is perfectly variable the way it's supposed to be. Um, so that's my, I strive. So that's my morning routine, right? And so are there a lot of things there? Yes. Should you start with all those things at once? No. Pick one. Pick one. Whether it's exercise or reading a, a book or green book or reading, you know, listening to a podcast like mine or Sigafoos or Ziggler or whatever. Um, pick something. Do one. Because when we first started, we just did one at a time. And now we have this whole routine, but we started with one at a time. And you don't have to do like two hours worth of green book reading, right? Read five minutes, right? We were all pressed for time. Everybody, we're always running, 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 right? So don't try to overload yourself with something that's supposed to be beneficial to you. That's going to take too long. Better for you to do little bits of things. And what we talk about deposits, right? It's a deposit, 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 right? And the more deposits you make, the better, right? Good question, Brittany. Thank you. Did that answer that? Great. Yes? Okay, so the times in your life That's a great question. Name? Chris. Chris. Excellent question, Chris. So Chris's question was, during the hard times, what did you do when you recognize you're slipping and checking to, to get yourself to go to the next level? So that's great. One of the most important things I think you have to do is something you guys are doing right now is getting new input. Getting new and novel input. Doing something different. Right? Very long story short. Uh, in the early 90s, when this whole stuff was going on, when I was get, trying to get involved in sports, I wasn't very happy with where I was chiropractically because I wasn't just in kids, right? I was just in athletes, and they would complain a lot. Um, and I was very, I wasn't as happy and enthusiastic about chiropractic as I, as I thought I was going to be. And um, 
I started going to chiropractic seminars, philosophy seminars. Um, and that was what changed me because I, had, I wasn't doing it before. I had to do something new and different. I got new and different input. That's where I learned from Dr. Sid to read the green books. I, I learned from him to meditate. Uh, I learned from Dr. Sid all these different things. I learned the books I should read, right? Think and Grow Rich. There's a book. Has, who's read Think and Grow Rich? All right, good. I'm telling you, it's for free. There's a PDF versions on your phone. Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Probably the most important single book I've ever read. Because remember, like I said, I came from nothing, right? Nothing. No money. And by reading that book, it taught me how to think differently. Because growing rich is all here. It's all between your ears. This is where you grow rich. You, all the money you accumulate comes right from here. Right? It's, doing this is amazing. Right? But I know some amazing chiropractors who have never grown rich because they never changed here. Right? So reading things, going to lectures, going to philosophy seminars, doing something different, like saying, okay, I, after uh, our son was born, I, had, I wasn't working out for a bit of time, I gained a little bit of weight, what do I have to do to change that? I got to eat better and I got to exercise, right? I had to do something different. So that's what I think the key is, is when you're slipping and checking and you realize, you say, oh, I've been failing these tests, I keep on failing tests, what am I going to do? I have to do, I have to learn how to study better, not study more. It may not be because some of you guys I know, because I teach at Life University, as you all know, some of you guys do study and then you don't do as well on tests. Well, maybe it's because you're not studying for you the most effective way. And you need to find a better way for you to study. Maybe you need to study it by drawing. Like for me, in my brain, I need to draw stuff out. When I was taking my anatomy classes, right, I used to think I just needed to write stuff out. And I would just write stuff and write stuff, and just words. And it wasn't sinking into my head. And I started, I got the anatomy coloring book. That was just brilliant for me. And I got the neuroanatomy coloring book, brilliant for me. Because I needed to see that. I needed to, to trace it out, right? And there's a new anatomy, like the neuroanatomy draw to know it book, another great series that I, I, I wasn't around when I was in school. Um, but great thing for you guys to have now, great, that, that's like do something different, right? Does that answer your question, Connor? Yes, great, you. my pleasure, my pleasure. Any other questions about this? No? No other questions? Yes, one more. Um, you kind of, I guess you kind of already answered it, but uh, I listen to, like, Kyrocast, like, all the time. Oh, and thank I you. Love it. And I just kind of wanted to, I love, like, when you, like, you do it in front of the students, and um, I love how you, like, encourage them to start doing it now, like, before they graduate, mm -hmm. and start reading green books and stuff. Yes. I wanted to ask, like, when did you start, I guess, in school, right, you started doing all that, or um, did you kind of find that out after, and you're making sure that people realize that it's so important to start before you graduate? Great question. Name? Rudy. Rudy. All right, Rudy asked a great question. So Rudy said, um, you know, it's so important for you guys to start now, right, to read green books and meditating and all this like, or exercise, eating right, all those kind of things. Um, and uh, did I start that in school? The answer is no. I did not start that in school. Uh, I was not exposed to the stuff I was exposed to. Uh, I needed to uh, get to hear Dr. Sid many, many times before I really started, like it started sinking in. Um, but that's why I'm so passionate now, Rudy, about telling people to start where you are, right? Start right here, right now. Start getting the green books, you know? Start reading, the, 
Which one? There? There's 41 books. Which should I read? My suggestion, Bigness of Fell Within. Start with The Bigness of Fell Within. Bam. Uh, uh, there's a lot of stuff in it that isn't necessarily great to read unless you want to read. He's got a lot of art in it and history and travel. It's 600 and something pages or 800 pages or 1,000 pages or some crazy amount. So you can skip those things. If you don't want to read about the art and the history and the, your travel, then skip those things. But the nuggets that he has when he's talking about chiropractic are profound, right? including this story, the slipping and checking story. Profound. So start now. Start now by reading green books every morning. Like, and once again, you can get stuff online. You know, you can't afford a green book? Then you can get you know, snippets of green books online. Not many whole green books are online. If any of you guys want green books, I have the Bigness of Fellow Win PDF. So if you want it, email me and I will email you the PDF of Bigness of Fellow Within. Um, yes? Really? Dude. What, what's your name? Molly. Molly? Thank you, Molly. So all the green books are on PDF at Parker. That's amazing. We need to find out. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I'm going to thank you, Molly, for saying that because that's going to happen at Life University. We're going to make that happen. Thank you. That's fabulous. I appreciate your, your mentioning that, Molly. That's really amazing. So, so okay. So, if you, you, I'll certainly email Bigness if you want it, if you just want that easy thing. But certainly when you guys go back to Parker, whenever it is you guys go back there, um, get them. But start with one, right? Like, I'll download them all uh, because you want to have them all. But uh, start with one, and my favorite is Bigness. Yeah? I, I think you'll call, contact Rob Sinnott, I think, because he has them all on PDF with all the permission and everything to put it on there. So, I think he has something to do with it. Oh, for getting at Parker? Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. Holy cow. That's a good idea. Rob Sinnott, the one, remember the CD, Green Book CD? Yeah, we'll probably, that's a good idea. Thank you. Appreciate it. Wow, cool. Uh, any other questions about this? All right, cool. All right, so I'm going to stop again, pause.